Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Three, two, one. Hello, motherfucker. And wait, I was about to say welcome to Cardinals uh, Chronicles, but we're not doing Cardinals Chronicles. We're doing the seventh inning. Stretch. Uh, you're, you're losing it. You're losing it. You, we haven't done it in a week, and all of a sudden you're, you're already losing it on me. Uh, <laughs> My name is Logan Stone, and with me is my co-host, Josh Edwards. How are you doing, Josh? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, not really much of a baseball week, though. I mean, nothing really big happened besides, you know, the no-hitter. But, I mean, nothing too terrible. Uh, or it was definitely big. a slow week in the uh, MLB news world. Yeah. So, maybe it'll be a quick episode. Every time we say it, though, it seems like we still go an hour and a half. Because that's just what we do. We talk until we shouldn't. Um, Let's just get right into it. We have our Variety Sports Podcast Players of the Week. And in the NL, we have Colin Moran. He had 27 at-bats, 7 hits, 1 double, 4 home runs, and 12 RBIs. 3 walks and a 1.074 OPS. Hot, uh, even though he's on the sucky, no good, very bad Reds. Uh, it's so pained me to say that that was going to be our NL player of the week. Oh, <laughs> it's not so bad. He's not a bad guy, I've heard. No, no, not at all. He just it still is the Reds, and they're so bad. But dude balled out the last week, so we had to give him the credit where credit was due. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's on a shitty team, but. Uh, the Cardinals were supposed to get him, and they didn't. Hold on. I'm going to put the beer right next to the microphone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, spilled all over my computer. That's just going to uh, That's from our computer. lovely sponsors of Anheuser-Busch, correct? Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff right there. No, I'm drinking a Coors Light. Dun, dun, dun. Because I like the taste water. of pit. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Colin Moran, good job. Even though you're with the fucking Reds and you're probably going to get traded at the deadline. If not before. Ooh. Ooh, who would, who would want a Colin Moran? Let's, let's do a little sidetrack. Uh, go off on a little bit of a thingy, Mabob. Well, we got time to kill. Why not? Yeah. Let's see. Well, first of all, I need to remember what position he plays. I think it's outfield, but for some reason I also have catcher. Third baseman. Um, I think and he plays two. He's a third baseman and a first baseman. Okay, so go. I was doubly wrong. Um, ooh, man. Who could go for I thought he was hey, an outfielder. Whoa, he's, a, he's a red-bearded ginger. Yeah. Does he go up on your list now? No, it's just something we have in common. Oh, never mind. He's got a 288 on base percentage. Ooh, a 420 slugging. Hey, yo. Okay, so he just had a really good week. Yeah, 708 OPS and a 92 OPS plus. 
career average, 265. And, career and, he, OB. and he has four home runs on the year. So all four of his home runs this week were his first four. So maybe maybe uh maybe he picks it up after this. Oh no. I mean since then I can only hope. Yeah. That's weird. Um I need you to talk for a little bit because I just lost my mic stand right there. Nice. Well, ah. ladies and gentlemen. Hope you all have had a fantastic week. Um it's been a busy one for us. We apologize we haven't gotten the video feed out yet. We're still having some technical difficulties like any uh, young podcast team. We're still trying to figure out how to get that all up and running. So we do apologize for that. I know we've been talking about getting it out to you all so you can see our ugly mugs. But uh, give us a little bit more time. We're working on it. We're going to get there. We promise we will. Just this is going to take us longer than we anticipated. It was really a very slow week in the MLB. No major news, no major trades. Um, I guess the one thing I can go into is that uh, Robinson Cano did get picked up by the Padres after nobody really knew where he was going to end up after he got waived, I guess, for lack of a better term. So that's some interesting news. The Padres picked up an old guy. I'm assuming they're going to hope that he can – help out with his bat in the absence of Tatis until Tatis gets back. Probably so we'll be, see uh, if that makes sense. He's probably going to be DFA'd again whenever uh, Tatis gets back. Is Cronenworth out? Who? Uh, Jake Cronenworth, their second baseman. I have no idea. You got me there, I guess, buddy. I guess Cronenworth is going to be their shortstop until uh, Tatis gets back. Ooh, he's in a slump. He's slumping. I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about... I mean, I know Jake Cronenworth is a good player. I wonder if... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, who was the shortstop who came up to replace Tatis? C.J. Abrams, I think. Wonder how he's doing. So I'm gonna. Mm. You look him up real quick. I did see that um, Tyler O'Neill lost his arbitration case against the Cardinals, so he's not going to make his four million plus. He's going to be making just over three million this year. Oh, Um, Andrew. Andrew. I can't say this guy's name, so I apologize. Ben Attendee from ben the Attendee. Royals. Yep. That's what he, that was close. Yeah. Um he he won his arbitration case against the Royals. So uh he's gonna take eight point five million this year. I can't Holy believe Ben smoke. Attendee is uh still in arbitration. I thought he had a contract. So did I. That's why I was like, Hold on, I just pulled this up and it caught me off guard. Um he's quite the little player from uh the few Royals games I've watched. I mean, he seems like a pretty good all-around player. I figured he was under contract. So, um, CJ, George Springer did oh, injured. He's injured? God damn. Yeah. Um, this was as of the 13th. He left the game in the third inning with a left ankle sprain. Uh, the injury occurred when he crashed into the wall attempting to get a fly ball. So, um, 
that's something we need to keep our eyes on with the upcoming weeks. And then since I was just filling, you can go ahead and take over. Yeah, so C.J. Abrams is not doing well. Uh, He's got a 182 batting average, 270 uh, on-base percentage, uh, 273 slugging, and a 543 OPS and a 63 OPS+. plus. Jake Cronenworth is still not Jake Cronenworth-ish. 657 OPS and a 98 OPS+. plus. 333 slugging, 324 on base, 214 uh, batting average. That's uh, that's not good. And that's weird because uh, they've been doing really well. They, the Padres, uh, let's see, where are they? they at? They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're 21-12 and 12 in their, on the season. So they have two uh, below-average players playing for them, which obviously they have C.J. Abrams up. Well, he's supposed to be their number one prospect, so that's a little disappointing. Uh, that's interesting. But Manny Machado, he's – oh, my gosh, he's still hitting it. He's got a 383. Yeah, batting average, 460 on base, 625 slugging, and a 1.085 uh, OPS, a 222 OPS plus. Like – I think he is he just missed being like the center of attention. Like Tatis was taken over and he was like, Oh yeah. But if it wasn't for the young guy, he would be all the rage. Yeah. He's uh he's doing really good. So I like that. I like that a lot. Manny Machado may not be underrated anymore. Nope, which That's means he comes off your team. Damn it. <laughs> No, he's still underrated because he's probably going to get forgotten about right when uh, Tatis comes up. Um, Good point. So, oh, yeah. And so speaking of uh, our NL player of the week, we have our AL player of the week, and this leads into our next topic. Um, Reed Detmers had a no-hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, He's with the Angels, by the way. Uh, Walked one and only struck out two. It's the second no-hitter of the season, but the first by a single pitcher this season. Uh, the Angels ran away with the game, went, uh, ran away with the game, and they won 12 to nothing. Um, Trout had two home runs on that game. That was a good – it was a fun game. It was a slugfest right there. That was, or It was a home run derby, basically. Um, but, um, yeah, Reed Detmers, rookie – uh, only his 11th start, so that's pretty big. He was the number 10 uh, draft pick overall in 2020, so he's already making a big uh, splash. Uh, what do you think? I was impressed, man. I, I didn't know who the kid was. Um, I was watching something else. I don't know if I was watching one of the playoff <laughs> hockey games or if I was watching the Cardinals, but um, I saw the little – scroll through the bottom of the screen of what was going on. I was like, holy cow, young kids doing it. It's good to see young talent come up. I mean, I think we're seeing a rash of this um, in the MLB right now, especially with what the MLB is doing to push young players to get in the league. We're seeing these, this young, these, a lot of these young guys who are super talented come up and make impacts on their teams. I'm not saying all of them, but we're seeing it on a more regular basis now. Um, It's good for baseball. It's got to be good for the youth of the sport and, and to continue to, 
well, not continue to grow, but to hopefully regrow and, and bring back some popularity to the sport. Um, so I, you know, I'm good with it. I mean, he's he's not somebody we have to probably see till later in the year when we play the Angels, if we play him. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, you know. I'm happy the Angels are going to have a legit chance to make the playoffs this year because that makes me happy for Mike Trout. With uh, as good of a player he is, and he doesn't get to be on the national stage that all, that often, I I kind of got a soft spot for the Angels as much as I don't like their manager. Uh, you know, I want to see them do well. I want to see them playoffs. I want to see them get the national exposure. I want to see Trout get a chance to fulfill all the prophecies want, of what he was supposed to be. I want Trout to win a World Series. I yeah, that's. that's so you and I uh, kind of have similar opinion on that. Not against the Cardinals, obviously, but, you know, I, I hope he gets one. I don't mind seeing the Angels win a World Series. I mind seeing, like, I would hate to see uh, John Madden. No, not John Madden. Joe Madden win a World Series, but whatever. Yeah, don't disgrace John. Yeah, wrong <laughs> John. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, during the game, this is their next topic. Uh, so the game was, like, it was out of hand early. And um, so the Braves brought in Brett Phillips to come pitch, and they do that for whenever uh, um, one of their – like, it just gets out of hand. Um, So, anyway, so uh, Anthony Rendon just decided to uh, bat left-handed today. Or not today, but uh, on Tuesday during the no-hitter. And I think he was just trying to get out, like – I think they were just trying to just kind of move the game along so that way they didn't waste any energy and anything. Anyway, so so he swung at the ball and the ball like left the park. He hit a home run left-handed on his first ever yeah, yeah. bat left-handed. <laughs> yeah, in major league, yeah. And yeah, granted it was against Brett Phillips who was a who's a position player, but that's still hard to do. I mean, that's, that's pretty difficult. So that's a uh, pretty impressive. I like that. I like, uh, I like seeing that. That was, I, cause I, whenever I saw the home run, I saw, I saw he hit it left-handed and I thought, I didn't know he was left-handed. I thought he was right-handed. And then they said, Oh yeah, he was, uh, he was fucking around just hitting left-handed. Uh, what do you think of that? I think it's cool. Yeah. Again, it's good for the game. It's news. It's something out there that's a little bit different. It's it's completely within the confines of the game. It's not like he did something super weird or unconventional. I mean, he just stepped to the other side of the plate, and he had a good swing, and he made contact and knocked the ball out of the park. Like, that's those are cool stories to hear in baseball. Like, I'm good with that stuff. That's good for the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, enjoyed it. I kind of want to see him become a switch hitter, but it's not going to happen. Um, but, he should uh, try now. Yeah, he should. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Yeah, so that that was cool. Um, now on to some sad news. Adam Beck, the home plate umpire of the Red Sox and – uh, who was it? Uh, Braves game the other day. Uh, called a strike that was about ten feet under the strike zone. 
like it basically rolled in over the plate. Uh, decided to call uh, who was who's the guy? Red Sox catcher Kevin Plawecki. Plawecki. Um, he called him out on strikes. Plawecki got pissed off because the it was a ball. It was clearly a ball. Everyone saw that. And then Alex Cora uh, came. Both of them. We've had this discussion before. I think whenever the Angel uh, Angel Hernandez thing uh, came up, but umpires, I swear to God, they they just every time they talk about robot umps and the uh, robot umps are are a big topic. Other guys that just try to piss off the fans even more and just be completely stupid. We saw it with the uh, Madison Bumgarner guy. Uh, what's his name? Anyways, the umpire who was fondling Madison Bumgarner. Now we see it with this dumbass. He's staring deep into his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, now we see Adam Beck be a complete jackass and miss a call that's about, oh, my gosh. It was, we need robot umps. I know you don't no. like robot umps. But I need it. I can't. I can't handle these fucking umpires anymore. They're fucking. I'm, I'm telling you, if you bring in robot umps, you're gonna enjoy the game less. You will enjoy the game less. There just needs to be a penalty. These umps are rated. They have it. They track how they call the games. They, these umps just need to be relegated down mm. when they make a series of bad calls, or they have so many or X number amount of bad calls a game, or in a series, or in a. 10 or 15 game stretch, whatever it is, they just need to be not behind home plate. If you, I'm telling you, buddy, trust I, me on I, this one. Every time I, you add technology, yes, you get some positives out of it, but it messes with the games. Look at the NFL. Look at – I understand. Um, I just – I don't – I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand these umpires. And you can't do anything to them because they're a part of a union. Right, that's why there needs to be when they have their next negotiation or union rules are drawn up or something, somebody's got to take a stand against that union, just like they did, the MLB did against the players' union this year, to say, "Hey, we got to get this crap in check because it hurts the game." I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. It's bad, and when they're blatantly, and I will call, I'll call it malpractice. Mm. I know it's not medical, but it's it's malpractice for baseball. Yeah. I mean, when it's that egregiously bad, there has to be some discipline handed out. But we do not want more technology in the game. We really don't. I mean, we think it's a good idea. Every time we think about changing something to make the game simpler, easier, quicker, it doesn't always work. Yeah, We're going to have so many changes next year. Baseball is going to look a little bit different next season. I'm yeah. already nervous for that. I don't need to add a robot ump to it. Now, if you want to have a, a, a ump checker, like, to where let me rephrase you know how the um, the NHL if a puck is close to the goal line the NHL officials can can stop the game or they can call down in the middle of the play and they can tell you that was a goal yeah if if you just have somebody just hire somebody to watch the games on the uh, on a screen with some kind of great device that's going to be accurate and if an up calls one that's egregious like that, let them. They already have the mics and the headsets. Let them just buzz in and make them change the count. 
I'd rather have that than, and even that's gonna have its problems. But I, I, I just, yeah, I can't do robot. I'm scared. Well, there's, well, there's think, too many things in baseball that are subjective. I think that's the uh, that was the that's the plan. Um, now this has been a couple of years, so I don't know if it's still relevant. But I think uh, whenever a pl- uh, pitcher throws the ball, the uh, person there's a person in the booth who's watching it through a screen, and he has the um, I guess the device or the box highlighted and he calls it a strike or a ball and he sends it down to the uh, umpire and the umpire. Now the umpire can override it, which kind of pisses me off. Uh, But uh, yeah, I think that was what the, so it basically is kind of like that. uh, What the umpire, the robot umps are supposed to be. But if you leave it up to technology and the technology gets uncalibrated for some reason, you could have missed calls left and right. I mean, it's like Maybe. you get pulled over for when you're driving home from the bar and the breathalyzer uh, machine is not calibrated correctly and you should only blow a .01 and it says you blow a .09, you're going to jail because of mechanical failure. I know it's yeah. not a good, I know it's not a, <laughs> a good comparison, but and it's way over dramatic, but that's just these are the risks we're going to run if we, if we go completely away from the human element. These pumps are very very good for the most part. Oh yeah, some of them. But I mean, go, I mean this I this was a three three game. Yeah, I mean, I've been I I subscribed to the or I I followed the uh, umpire rating thing on what is it Twitter. Something uh, I see it on Twitter. I see it on Facebook too. But uh, I mean, it was the bottom of the six. It's a three-three tie. Just, I mean, you can't. Ugh. Umpires are just. They just. They seem to be, just. They don't care. They don't seem to care about any consequences. And I don't even know if the MLB can fix that. I don't know. I I don't know how the umpire union works, so I we should uh, look into that. Because that, yeah, I I definitely should. I definitely, or we definitely should. But like I was, uh, someone was talking about the 1981 uh, umpire strike. Wasn't it an umpire strike? Was it 80? More history yeah. than I'm familiar with, to be honest. I don't want to speak um, too unintelligently. I sound dumb enough on podcast as is. <laughs> you sound fine. Uh, is it 79? Okay. And, yeah, I don't know how how that ended up going, but, yeah, I, I definitely want to see how the uh, umpire union works. But something has to change. And, you know, like I said, I mean, robot umps are probably coming sooner rather than later. They've already got it in the triple A's. Um, I know some people have problems with that or have been having problems with that. But, I mean, so, I mean, it's going to change. Something's got to change. So, but I'm done with the the umpires. Oh, well, except for this one other up, umpire story. It's the uh, 
So today, Jordan Hicks, in the first inning, had to change his gloves like five times because was it uh, Gabe Kapler who had a problem with the uh, with the colors? You know, I got this in front of me here. Yeah. So um, we were watching the game. I missed the first inning, so I didn't see it, so I had to look it up. So this is according to Yahoo Entertainment, um, just so we can – or Yahoo Sports, so we can source out what we're reading here. So if you guys don't like it, take it up with them. So apparently in the MLB, you can't use a glove that has a light gray and red color combination. Jordan Hicks has been pitching with this glove or this glove set up for, well, all season at least this year. Um, right as he was getting ready to deliver, to throw the first pitch to Lamont Wade Jr., um, Chief crew chief Greg Gibson walked in from second base, gesturing his hand and telling the pitcher that the glove was not okay. This all goes to uh, Rule 3.07 in the MLB rule book. The pitcher's glove may not, exclusive of piping, be white, gray, nor in the judgment of an umpire, be distracting in any manner. Um, someone from the Cardinals dugout delivered another glove to the mound that appeared to be more slightly red with a little bit of black and gray. Gibson didn't like that one either. So uh, the uh, home crowd got restless, and they obviously let the umpires hear it. Um, pitching coach Mike Maddox finally brought out three more gloves for Gibson to deliver to Hicks so he could pick which one. This time, the uh, the all of them met the umpire's color standards, and they finally let the game go underway. This had to be initiated from what I understand from listening to the broadcast. This was initiated by Kapler um, making a complaint because, like I said, uh, Hicks has been using the same glove all year. I don't see a big problem with it. The inside of the glove is black, so it it seemed like they were just trying to mess with Hicks. I know that everybody knows that the Hicks experiment's going on in St. Louis right now, and I he hasn't he's been pitching okay, but he hasn't been able to go long into a game. Um, he's not getting a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, he has nasty stuff, but he's still young and. To be honest with you, he hasn't pitched in two years, really. I think 22 innings in the, last, in the last two seasons. So, I think they were just messing with him, trying to get into his head. It, it didn't seem to work um, because he kept the Giants scoreless in the first inning. So, it, I don't know if it was Kapler or if it was actually the umpire or if Kapler made some motion to the umpire about it or said something, but it, it's stupid. It's a stupid baseball rule. You don't hear me say that very often about baseball rules, but that's a stupid one. Yeah. Um, I guess the gray is too close to the color of the baseball. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think Kepler was uh, fucking with Hicks. I think he's – I think he tried to get him to screw up a little bit and uh, kind of get under his skin. But uh, – I mean, apparently Maddox and Gibson were both laughing about the situation. Hmm. But still, I mean, they, why didn't they tell him in warm-ups? Why did they wait till right before he was going to throw yeah. the first pitch? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I think it was – it's probably smarter by Kapler, but, yeah, uh, that was weird. Um, what, was the, what was another thing we needed to talk about? There is some other news I wanted to just throw out okay. there real quick. Let's uh, throw it out there. So, this is in regards to uh, Trevor Bauer. 
We all mm-hmm. kind of know what's going on with Trevor Bauer. You're you're aware of uh, he yeah. got his 324 game suspension dealt out. Uh, yeah. We all know that he's appealing it. The appeal is the appeal hearing is going to start on May 23rd. Um, if you guys don't know, he hasn't been criminally charged, but um, he was he had been found to violate domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy that the MLB has. Even though he wasn't criminally charged, the MLB still has the power to and discretion to punish players. Uh, apparently, there are three women who have made public allegations that Bauer assaulted them during sex. Um, so, I mean, this is something we're all going to keep our eye on. We all know Trevor Bauer was, is, was. We'll see what happens when he comes back, if he ever gets to come back, uh, a really good pitcher. And that'll just be another asset that the uh, freaking Dodgers have. He did sign a three-year, $102 million free agent deal that runs through 2023. But um, obviously, he's not being paid during the appeal process so just another side note to keep our eyes on um, as things develop I thought that was kind of noteworthy yeah excuse me yeah uh, yeah Trevor Bowers Uh, as uh, as they say in South Park I ain't touching that topic with a 10 foot pole so (laughs) (laughs) oh god Uh, anyways so um, I think you wanted to talk about some standings, right? Oh, absolutely. You know I love standings. Yeah, let's do some standings. Uh, I guess we can start off with the NL Central. Brewers are 21 and 12. Cardinals are 17 and 15. Pittsburgh is 13 and 19. Chicago is 11 and 19. And uh, Cincinnati is 9 and 24. Um, we can work from the bottom because this is actually interesting. Uh, Cincinnati has gone six and four in their last ten. I guess they got Votto and some other some of their other guys off the IL. Uh, Chicago eleven and nineteen. That's disappointing. Mostly because I, I I thought they were going to be a better team uh, than they were, but I mean I don't think I don't think anyone in the Chicago Cubs front office is disappointed. Uh, I mean, this was kind of like a like they were just gonna make this team, however, and try to use it to sell at the at the trade deadline. I mean, except for say a Suzuki, but uh, I think some of their guys, Drew Smiley, uh, maybe maybe uh, they were just gonna trade away if the experiment fell through uh pittsburgh is 13 and 19 so that's interesting they're still losing but uh brewers are 21 and 12 good pitching they're six and four in their last 10 so they're not dominant uh what do you got yellick did hit for the cycle for the the other day so i mean gotta give him a shout out there that's always cool to do um yeah, the Brewers have really uh, found their groove. Uh, you know, they struggled the first couple of weeks, but we all know the, the we all knew the first couple of weeks weren't going to be the uh, tell all tell all and be all the the season. Um, unfortunately, the uh, national picks for the Central seem as of right now to have it right with the Brewers in first and the Cardinals in second. 
nobody really knew what was going to happen with Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Cincinnati. So that's going to be not important to watch late, um, develop throughout the season, but to see these three teams bounce back and forth. Um, I still think the Reds are going to come up last in the division, but to see the Pirates and the Cubs go back and forth all year, I think is going to be kind of fun to watch. The Cardinals are ultra disappointing um, as a Cardinals fan, but also when you look at them on paper, you would think that they'd be playing better ball right now. Uh, they're not beating the teams they should be beating, um, but they're competing with the teams that are better than them. So it strikes me as really odd. Uh, are the I mean, Giants really uh, the... better than them, though? I'm I'm just asking that. Like that's a legitimate uh, question. I mean, I, like rec- record wise, right now. Well, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, true. That is true. They are twenty and twelve. Pitching's better than the Cardinals pitching right now. So I don't know yeah. the Cardinals. Even if even if I wasn't a Cardinals fan, I would be like, wow, the Cardinals are well underperforming. Uh, their bats really haven't gotten it going yet. So. We'll see what happens with the Cardinals. We know that they traditionally have a very bad April and May, even sometimes a really bad June, and they get hot in July, and, and somehow they squeak into the playoffs. So in the Central, we'll see what happens. Uh, but the uh, Brewers right now look like they've found their groove. They they got going on what they need to get going on, and they're playing good baseball. Yeah. Um, I saw they lost this – they lost the series to the Reds, right? I think so, and they struggled against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're. Let's do this way. They, really they left well. the door open for the Cardinals to catch up, and the Cardinals didn't win the games they needed to win to catch yeah. up. Just put it that way. <laughs> the Cardinals suck. No. Fine. Oh, well, oh breaking news! Breaking news! Dodgers yeah. placed Clayton Kershaw on the IL. Yeah, I saw that. I just saw that. Um, uh, shoulder strain. So. That's, I mean, that's that's been the thing of his last couple of years is he couldn't get that under control. I don't think he's going to be done, but uh, no, it's no, a shame no, because no. it's a shame because he's been just dominating this year. Um, he's been wiped out. I want to see his stats here because he almost had a he's perfect been- game. Yep, and they took him out for it. Well, since we're talking, since I broke in with Kershaw, sorry, and didn't mean to interrupt, but I hadn't seen that. No, I was like, oh my gosh, you want to just jump to the NL West? Yeah. Um, so let's see. He has a 180 ERA on the season, a 221 ERA plus, a 2.25 FIP, and a dot uh, a 0.73 WHIP. God damn. And then and hey, 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 Cardinal fans on. got pissed off at me because I said, hey, we need Clayton Kershaw on our team. Let's offer him a contract. They were like, oh, no, he's old and shitty. But now he's in. I was so, one of those people. I know. I know you were. You, you <laughs> hate me. You hate me. Um, no, I just don't like guys who get injured all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially giving them big money contracts. Yeah, that, that's the key—the big money contract. This is interesting. So I'm pulling up the uh, team rankings in offense, and the number one team in uh, batting average. Guess who it is? Um, give me—is it NL or AL? NL. Oh really? Um, yeah. I, I, I would I would venture to say the Mets or the Dodgers. 
Nope. Could be the Padres, though. Nope. It's the Rockies. They what? are leading. Yeah, they're leading the all of baseball with batting average at 256. Hmm. They've played 16 games at home and they've played 15 games on the road. So we can't say it's the Coors effect. Yeah. Uh, on base, they are. Let's see, where are they? Uh, they're number seven on on base percentage. Lighting and and six in the OPS. So they're top ten in all the major uh, offensive stats. So that's pretty impressive, right there. It's very impressive. Yeah, and they're last in their division. <laughs> and and the most so important has been horrible. The most interesting thing is all of those stats, guess where they're ranked in uh, home runs? Last. 15. Oh, middle of the field, okay. That's, that's really interesting because everybody talks about how the Coors effect, you know, makes guys look like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa uh, just because the ball just carries everywhere. Uh, but that's interesting that they're, what, fifth, middle of the road. Um, 16 and 15. Yeah. But uh, anyways. No, 15? Jesus. I am, I am yeah. Honestly, I am shocked by that. That's why I like you being the stats guy. You always bring yeah. something to the table for me to be shocked by. Yeah. Uh, I want to look at the uh, Brewers right now for a second. Um, batting average, they're 14. Oh, gosh. Uh, 11th and on base. Slugging, they are... They're three. They're in third place and fourth place in OPS. So I don't, and this may be completely wrong, but I don't think they're too terribly different than the Cardinals, which is why I don't ever buy them winning World Series, like with the teams that they have. Yeah, they have a great pitching staff and pitching a bullpen. And I know we were, but we were uh, getting ready to talk about the West, but I wanted to look at this, but like, their offense isn't too terribly great. Do you think, or they have a 30 I mean, uh, their, their run difference? Doesn't impress me. Their, their offense doesn't impress me at all, but their pitching is just so dominant. I mean, when, if you have dominant pitching, you, you can win with average hitting. Yeah. The problem is the Cardinals have sub-average pitching right now. Well, pitching has actually been horrible with the no, exception uh, of five or six games. But the hitting's been so bad. So, I mean, that, that's your difference right there in the central between the Cardinals and the Brewers, in my opinion. Brewers. Somebody chew me up and spit me up about that, but. Brewers are 15th in ERA right now. Seriously. Yeah. 15th in uh, whip also. Opponent batting average, they have a, they're sixth, though. I got now you got me wanting to check something out. Yeah, that's that's so weird because they're at the top of the the boards with um they're off, well not top of the boards but they're towards the top on their offense but they're in the middle with their pitching but they're still twenty one and twelve so that's weird. They have a this might be explainable. They've had uh, 161 runs scored, 
and a one thir- uh, 131 runs allowed. So for 30 uh, plus run differential, um, they're 10 and four right, at home, 11 and eight away. What? Okay, so they played. They had a four game series with the Cubs, three against Baltimore, three four against St. Louis. They played Pittsburgh, Philly. They had one game with San Francisco. They played three more with Pittsburgh. They played the Cubs again. They played Cincinnati. Um. Okay, so I was I was completely wrong on something I said earlier. They swept Cincinnati. They swept Pittsburgh. They just struggled early in the games. They must have came back and won. So they they haven't. So let's back up on the Brewers real quick because they have not played a tough schedule yet either. Hmm. They really have. And they they lost to San Francisco. They lost one game to the Cubs. They lost two games to Atlanta and then lost a game to Cincinnati. Then lost another game to Cincinnati. So they're just now they, – they played the Marlins tonight. They're playing the Marlins the rest of the weekend. Then they get Atlanta, then Washington. So they, they start getting the heat in the end of May because they got three games against San Diego. Then they got a four-game set with the Cards. Then another four-game set with the Cubs. Then another four – man, they got a lot of four-game sets. Four-game sets with the Padres. Then they play Philly, Washington. They may have, dude, they have a really easy schedule. They have a really easy schedule. Yeah. Playing so the Cardinals and the team. Blue Jays again. Oh, and in uh, June, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay doesn't believe really uh, Big, though. So, yeah, that's that's really yeah, interesting because I – random. Yeah, that, that is true. I, I mean, I'm more shocked that the – are you more shocked about the Rockies or the Brewers? Oh, the Rockies for sure. Yeah, I mean, just the I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's weird. Rockies the Brewers does have a very. I'm looking at the whole season schedule. They have a very easy schedule. Yeah. Now in September they play the Yankees and the Mets in back-to-back series, so that could be tough for them, especially in the season. You don't know how how healthy everybody's going to be, but. Yeah, the Brew Crew does not have a tough schedule year round. This could that's going to work to their advantage. Yeah, that's really going to work to their advantage. Probably walk into the playoffs, um, which hey, good for them. I mean, just as long as they can deliver in the in the playoffs. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, I'm done with the Central now. Um, sure. Let's. Yeah, let's go with the West now since we just talked about Kershaw. Um, L.A. is number one with 20 and 10. Uh, Padres are 21 and 12. Uh, Giants are 20 and 12. Arizona 17 and 15. And uh, Rockies are 16 and 15. So That entire division is separated by four and a half games. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. I uh, – Arizona, I'm pretty shocked by. They they really didn't do anything this offseason. Um, they got Mark Melanson. Uh, they extended Cattell Marte. So, I mean, hey, that's pretty do good you, for them. Do you think they're going to end up being like the NL version of Tampa Bay, where they might end up being sneaky good with a low payroll and not what anybody projected them to be? Do you think they could be there? They – I don't think they're going to be I – mean, they're not a true contender yet, uh, but I think they're 
better than what their last rec- last year's record showed. So I don't I, think I don't think they're I both thought they were going to be. Yeah, like yeah, I think we thought they were going to be one of the worst teams, but they they're not going to let you walk all over them. They're going to make you like I they kind of are like a diamondback snake. They'll if you fuck with them, they're going to if you or if you don't respect what they can do to you, they'll come up and bite you kind of. And uh, take their some city wins connectors away. are ugly. Oh, I like their city connector jerseys. Dude, really? Yeah. I don't mind the serpentine thing on it. I don't like the color at all. Mm. Oh, the yellow. Yeah. Ew. I love the serpentines. Uh, let's see. Sorry, they are... No, it's totally fine. You talk. You you talk whatever you want to talk. Oh, I know. I just don't like it when I jump in and interrupt you. I feel bad. No, that's okay. I was raised by the net. Josh got got right to talk. Uh, they are thirty in batting average, twenty four in on base, um, twenty three in slugging, and twenty four in OPS. It's which pitching. is weird. Yeah, I guess it is the pitching. I mean, they have what Madison Bumgarner, who's doing pretty well this year, and. Uh, Statistically, he's their number two. Merrill Kelly is probably yeah, number one. Yeah, that guy's he's number three in the NL right now overall as a pitcher. I think is what I saw last night. Number eleven on an ERA and uh, sixteen in WHIP. It's pretty interesting. Twenty in opponent he was batting three average. In some category category I saw, and he's pitching yeah. really well. Like that that kid. I say kid because he's younger than me. He can still break my ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty surprising. Uh, San Francisco, they have a they have a really good record, but they just don't look that great, in my opinion. They don't when you watch them. Yeah. Like last year, they just seemed so dominant, but this year they just came. They kind of seem like they're. Barely winning or something. Yeah, but they're grinding. They're, they're just grinding through games yeah. and they're winning. Yeah. Um, Padres are doing really good. Uh, I I I want to I want to I wish I was a fly on the wall when uh, just to see uh, Padres management thinking. You know, at the beginning of the season, they thought, oh, Tatis is out. We're going to totally be screwed because now the Dodgers and the Giants are uh, good teams and they're just going to run right over us. And then they're actually doing really well without Tatis. Um, Thank you, Manny Machado. Yeah. You think they'll struggle a little bit when he comes back? I don't know. I think – I don't know. I think he brings a presence to them that makes them want to win. Um, That's true. But he, I mean, after last year, he was with them, and it kind of seemed like he was a showboater or something. So maybe he doesn't do that anymore. Or maybe he's just not – maybe he's a toxic presence in the locker room. I have no idea. I have no evidence to base that on. But – 
I don't know. I just have a feeling that when he comes back, they're going to drop off a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong. I think, I think the first week or two, they'll probably drop off after the excitement of him coming back and he'll have to knock the rust off. I mean, I'm sure they'll designate him down to AAA for a couple of games to get the swing back, but um, I'm assuming the first couple of weeks, it'll be a little off with the excitement and the emotion. And um, Hopefully, I mean, because you, you know how I feel about the guy, but I'm, I'm hoping that he comes back a more mature player, a more mature teammate. And, um, I'd be okay with San Diego having a good season, especially if they can take out L.A., which I don't know if anybody will, but I'd, I'd be happy to see it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting right there. Uh, right there. Um, I've been hearing that the Dodgers aren't particularly good this year. Or not, I mean, they are good, but they're just not offensively great. Um, let's see, they're seven in OPS and three in on base percentage. So maybe I'm wrong. Ninth in uh, batting average. They may just not be doing it in the flashy way that they have in the past. Yeah, um, apparently. Apparently, uh, Freddie Freeman has been doing awesome for them. Let's see. I'm pulling up his stat right now. He's got a 310 batting average, 394 on base, 496 slugging, 890 OPS, and a 155 OPS plus. He's got one home run. Oh, no, three home runs and 13 RBIs. So not too bad. He's not a... Hitting uh, for power as much as he usually is, but he's still doing really well. Um, I guess we should look at the rest of the team. Uh, maybe just one player. Uh, out of random, I'm going to look up their shortstop. And... Oh, man, you're so BS. <laughs> you're so full of it. I knew you. As soon as you said a random, I'm like... Random my rear. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, 276 batting average, 338 on base, 379 slugging, 718 OPS, and a 107 OPS plus. One home run, but 21 RBIs. He's a beast. That's the number that matters. Yeah. Just keep dreaming. It's, a, it's still, you're going to have to wait through our next offseason. I, I, I get I, I told you this the other day. I said I, I'm I'm so fucking pissed off now that everybody wants him and he's a part of the rumor mill. So now not only do I have to wait to get him, I have to wait till the off season. And I during the regular season, I'm gonna have to hear a whole bunch of people say, Oh, we should go get Trey Turner. I want everyone to remember I liked Trey Turner before he was cool. Just just so you guys know, I didn't jump on the train. I started the train. I'm the uh, what was who uh, conductor? Conductor. I'm the conductor of this train. Uh, I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade for Xander Bogarts just so I can get Trey Turner. That might be a way to do it. Weird. <laughs> Cardinal fans get really excited. And then they turn around and trade Xander to uh, the Dodgers for Trey Turner. Uh, that's funny. Um, I would do that. There might be the, an effective way uh, to do it, though. Think about that for a second. Think about it. That might work. 
It might work. I I still I think the uh, Dodgers are going to try to extend him, unless unless they just think they can they have a chance of getting a uh, Xander in the off season. Oh God, think about that. Think about that infield. Freddie Freeman at first, second uh, second base goes to uh, Max Muncie. Third is Justin Turner, and then shortstop Xander Bogarts. Also throwing Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, and Gavin Lux. Is Gavin Lux the other guy? Has he been playing outfield? I want to look I at not Cody. Watched a single one of their games up this year. Yeah, I watched one game, and that was the game that uh, uh, Trey Turner hit his first home run. So, oops, guess I'm good luck charm. I think about him enough for sure. Um, Let's see, Cody Bellinger, 205 batting average, 264 on base, 420 slugging, 684 OPS, and a 94 OPS plus. That's a bummer. He's got five home runs there, though, 12 RBIs. So he's he's not a complete waste. Um, not yet, at least. Not yet. But, I mean, he's he's... I mean, he's below average, and he's not doing as good as, you know, they want him to, but he's still he's still pretty good. Um, East? Yeah, the East. Uh, Let's talk about the East. 22 and 12 are the Mets. They were the, – uh, they have the – oh, they don't even have the best record in baseball anymore. Uh, Phillies are 15 and 17. Oh my gosh, they're in second place and they have a losing record. Atlanta's yeah, the East looks bad. Fifteen and eighteen. Miami is fourteen and eighteen, and Washington is eleven and twenty-three. So the only reason Washington's uh, eleven and twenty-three is because your 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 dude Soto. Is he? See, uh, that's my opinion. Let's let's look at Juan Soto. I haven't talked about him in a while. It's been a week. Guys, just so you know, since there's not a lot going on, this is this this portion of our episode is brought to you by Logan's favorite players in baseball. <laughs> Logan's, yeah, Logan's a man crush over all these guys. Uh, 264 batting average, 395 on base. Oh my God, he's so good. 512 slugging, 907 OPS, and a 169. Nice. OPS plus. Three base percentage. God. That's pretty amazing. He's a heck of a player. He hasn't had an on-base lower lower than 400 in his entire career. I mean, he's probably going to get this on-base percentage up um, by the end of the year, but good Lord, that's just, that's still good. I mean, 395 is still great. That's better than a lot of players, but Good Lord, he's so uh, yeah. good. I wonder. Uh, let's see. Look, let's look at his WAR. A one dot uh, one point seven on the season. I do, but it, it it's not. It's just something that I like to look at sometimes for different. If for a bad team, like for a really good player on a bad team, I kind of want to see that. 
See, every stat has its purpose. Now that we're in the East, I want to bring this up. Yeah. So apparently there are rumors out there that Joe Girardi is on the hot seat. I don't I don't think Yeah, I understand that. I don't I mean with that lineup sub five hundred. You don't want the season to get away and the Mets are as good as they are. I mean, I don't really think it's gonna happen, but to be honest with you, if it did, I don't know if it would shock me that much. On, and it's Philadelphia, man. <laughs> I mean, you know how bad their fans treat their teams when they're, they're not good? F- yeah. They're five in average, 13th in, uh, on base percentage. Number two in slugging. And number three in OPS. So I want to look at their pitching now. Their defense is horrible. Yeah. 22 in uh, ERA and 21 in whip. So it's their pitching that's really sucking. And they are – oh, they're 21st in in, uh, fielding percentage, which is surprising. Number, the worst team in uh, defense is the White Sox. That's surprising. And the best is the Yankees. We'll Number two. Well, actually, it's tied. Is the uh, Yankees, Reds, and Padres are all tied for the best uh, feeling percentage. That's surprising. That's super surprising. That's probably, I would guess that the uh, Reds uh, don't get a lot of ground balls hit to them. It's pretty much probably over them. So that's pretty interesting. But, yeah, um, Girardi be on the hot seat. I, I don't know if you can blame him for this. I mean, we said at the beginning of the season, um, their guys just can't play defense, some of them. Um, You know, Kyle Schwarber, he's not very fast. Nick Cassianos is a good fielder. Yeah, they're – I mean, they just don't have defense. And, you know – I shit on defense all the time, but you kind of you do need defense. Defense is an an important part of the game. You need you need to be good on both sides of the ball. And I want to see some of their players like. And I also think that uh, like maybe actually, I think Nick Cassianos has actually been doing pretty well. I think some of their players are in a little bit of a slump. Uh, three fifty-two on base percentage, one forty-two OPS, and an eight thirty-nine OPS or uh, one forty-two OPS plus and an eight thirty-nine OPS. Five home runs, eighteen RBIs. Uh, Al Schwarber. 
But it, like, I think Girardi is a good manager. I just don't think he's, I don't think it's his fault. I would agree with you on this one. Uh, I wouldn't even debate that at all, but we all know what happens. Managers go. Yeah. Yeah. So he Um, may just be a victim of the system. Um, 698 OPS and a 101 OPS plus for Kyle Schwarber. 283 on base percentage, seven home runs, and 18 RBIs. Dang. Yeah, but anyways, um, what were you saying? That's a, that's what the Cardinals should have gotten. No, I was just, awesome. I mean, just the the East is highly disappointing. The, yeah. The NL is just, it's not what, I, we, we were wrong. We were, yeah. we were wrong on so many levels at the beginning of the season. Um, it's just... It's a little embarrassing. Wait till we get to the American League. It's it's it, the hits just keep coming. Uh, the Marlins, you know, they have good pitching. They just have inconsistent bats and, and defense. The Nationals are what we thought they were. Um, the Braves, I still think, are going to come out, you know, better than five hundred come the end of the season. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Mets right now they they control everything in the East, and as long as their pitching stays the way it is, and when the Grom comes back, and we've said that before that they're just going to get better. Uh, they're an exciting team to watch, and it pains me to say it. Yeah, the, we've, uh, we saw this exactly last year. Um, last year, the Mets... And then they kind of fell apart, and the Braves just kind of took over. I mean, every every team was just under 500. Um I think every team last year was under 500, even the Mets who were number uh, in the number one spot. And then they just kind of fell apart and then the Braves kind of took over, but they barely made it to the uh, playoffs. But um, yeah, so I'm not horribly shocked by this, but this is, it is kind of disappointing because we thought this was going to be kind of a, we thought this was going to be what the NLS, uh, NL West is looking like right now. Exactly. I thought, it was going to be like a big gunfight and the Marlins were going to play spoilers. And I thought even the uh, the nationals were going to be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it's disappointing. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with the Braves right now. They'll get it figured out. Um, There's too much pedigree down there. But I mean, you look at their team, they, play so well or I mean they don't play so well but they have so many good pit or players and so it may be their uh pitching though but I don't know I don't know enough about them um Miami Jazz Chisholm he's I mean he's the best I wish he didn't showboat so much oh I love that he showboats I know oh, you don't I hate it Oh, yeah. I hate his little dance when he comes to the home plate. Oh, yeah. Like, stop with the little sh- shoulders, shimmy, hands, side to side. Just, man, just play ball. Act like you've done it before. You're a professional. Six home runs, 24 RBIs, 295 batting balls. average. Yeah. 337 on base, 611 slugging. Good God. 940, balling out. 947 OPS and a 169 OPS plus. He's a one seven uh war. Um that's he's he's a big deal. Three triples already. Dude, he's so fast. Yeah, he is. He's a 
Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to look it up. Sprint speeds in baseball. Oh lord, here we go. I want to see how fast he is. He's faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a lot of people no. faster than me. <laughs> uh, is this an old article? Where's my baseball savant? There you are. Oh, I love you. Um, Bobby Wood Jr. is leading the league in uh, sprint speed this year, 30.4 feet per second. Trey yeah. Turner is number three uh, with 30 uh, feet per second. Uh, where are you, Jazz? There you are. You're number 15. He's number 15 with 29.2 feet per second. That's uh, that's impressive. I can't, I can't believe he's that low on the list. Yeah. O'Neal's number eight with 29.8. Yeah, well, O'Neal, if O'Neal can't get on base, he can't do anything. So, yeah. So don't get me started on that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's pretty impressive. Trey Turner, number three. Just oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, gosh. I'm just, I'm going to write him a letter saying, hey, I got a buddy <laughs> who, who will milk your cows or your goats Whoa. or whatever you have. Is that what if, we're calling you it? Just look at him. <laughs> just look at him and flash him a little smile, give him a little wink, and he'll have to take a cold shower for a month. I, I already know what would happen if he looked at me. Oh, did I ever tell you the story of when, uh, so, uh, let's see, I was in St. Louis last year for a wedding and the Dodgers were in town. So I was like, I have to go see the Cardinals. So I, I have, I get seats. I'm right behind home plate. I love it. And Trey Turner is the first player to come out and I'm with my dad and he knows that I love Trey Turner, but he like, he knows I'm a Cardinal fan first. And Trey Turner comes up, and I jump up, and I scream, Trey Turner, I love you. I wish you were a Cardinal. You're my favorite player. Oh, my God. You went fanboy on him. Oh, my gosh. And everybody – and I'm wearing a Cardinals jersey, but everyone looked at me, and I was like – and they were like so angry. Dad turned away and said, don't ever do that again. I would have thrown the $13 beer at you. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. That's I sat in a crowd of 40,000 people, and I screamed to a Dodger in my Cardinals jersey how much I loved him. That is dedication and love. This is how you know St. Louis has the best fans in baseball. Because they didn't destroy you, drag you out by your shoestrings, and leave you for dead to get marched on by the Clydesdales. Mm. Yeah, but I said I wanted him to be a Cardinal, so. Still. Oh, man. And then he hit a double that next at-bat, or at that at-bat, so. And you jumped up and cheered for the double. I did, actually. You were. Oh, my gosh. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. It was back when the Cardinals were sucking. It was, like, literally two games before their winning streak started. And Max Scherzer was pitching. And, of course, he threw, like, basically a no-hitter. And so I knew that the Cardinals were going to lose. So I had fun with it. 
Fucking Chris Taylor had a fucking home run on that game too. Whatever. Don't get me started on Chris Taylor. Yeah, I wanted him too. I I thought in the off season the Cardinals could have gone after him. Second second baseman, shortstop, outfielder. Oh, he's the guy. He was the other uh, the ninth man out there. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, forgot about that. But um, you ready to roll over to the AL now? Yeah, let's go over to the AL. Uh, the East Yankees, twenty-four and eight. Good God! Yeah, seven fifty win percentage. I'm so surprised by how good they are, and their pitching is amazing. Uh, Tampa Bay, twenty and thirteen. Toronto, seventeen and sixteen. Baltimore, fourteen and nineteen. Boston, twelve and twenty. Um, we talked about this last week. Boston is disappointing. They're just. They're good, but they need to I, – I don't know what is wrong with them, really. I I know I've been saying that all night, but still, that's – they're just – I think they have locker room issues. But they – I don't know what they would have locker issues. Well, you know, maybe it is Xander Bogarts. Could be the Bogarts issue. It could just be guys just not getting along. Man, you don't have yeah. to have all the best players in baseball to be a good team. I mean, you need locker room chemistry, um, you know, better than average management. And you got to be having fun together. I, I doubt they're having any kind of fun together. But that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of. It, it's – I can't remember the last time the Bo Sox were last in that division. I can't. Well, yeah, like, I mean, Alex Cora is pretty good about keeping his team in line. So that's pretty – it's pretty surprising to see that it, they're – Falling short like this. Um, Devers has. Me, a, oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, uh, what's more impressive to you, or, or what's the biggest surprise? That's a better way to phrase it. Okay. The Orioles being fourteen and nineteen in that division, or the Bo Sox being twelve and twenty. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the it's the Red Sox for sure. That's the biggest surprise for me. Um, we at the beginning of the year, this was, we thought this was going to be a four horse race. We thought. We thought Boston was going to be one of the wild cards. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, they're just not playing good ball. Yeah, it's just surprising to me. They uh, – sorry, I'm looking at their, their rankings right now because I want to – because Rafael Devers, they're 20 in uh, batting average and 26 in on, uh, OPS. 27 in on-base percentage. Jeez. Look up the pitching real quick. 18 in pitching, or 18 in ERA. And... Let's see, and eleventh and whip. Let's see there. They have a negative fourteen run differential. Um obviously uh Trevor Story hasn't been the type of player that he was supposed to be. <laughs> and um, you know what? My dad brought that up the other night. Just talk about your dad all the time. Give my dad a shout out. Yeah. What's up, Chuck? Um my yeah. dad was like, aren't you glad we didn't find Trevor Story now? He's not living up to expectation. Something along. He didn't say it like that. He doesn't sound yeah. like that. But, um, he, he made the comment, and I was like, wow, Dad's 
all right. And you're a busy guy and you're paying attention to that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously he's not going to stay like this, but um, I think it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to go not only to a new city um, as a new or as a player, and you're also having to prove that you can hit outside of cores, but to, but then to go into Boston with, I think probably second to the Yankees are some, probably the hardest fan base to please. Uh, one of the hardest fan bases to please. Yes. Uh, I think the pressure of that is kind of getting to him, but um, I think he's going to, he's going to come out and, He's going to play a lot better soon. Um, at least I hope so. He's playing. He's number ten for the Yank, uh, the uh, Red Sox. I wonder why. Is number twenty-seven retired or something? Or is that that might be uh, Devers? Yeah, it was going to be part of somebody else's number. Um, who else is sticking out to you in this division? I mean, the Yankees, I guess we should talk about. I mean, the, the, well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the Yankees are just, they're smashing the ball. I mean, they're, they're, the Yankees look like the Yankees are old right now. And, and I got egg all over my face at the moment because I said they're going to be lucky to be third or fourth. Um, I was yeah. completely wrong on the Yankees. I didn't do enough research on them. Their pitching is, way outperforming what I ever thought. I mean, I knew they were going to be able to hit the ball, but man, they're pitching right now. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Got to give credit where credit is due as much as I don't like the Yankees. They're playing great baseball right now. It, it's good for baseball when the Yankees are good. So, I mean, I, I can't get mad about it. I mean, they're just, they smashed the White Sox tonight. I mean, it looks like it was just a home run derby from what I'm catching in highlights. But the Yankees... Yeah, um, I know why uh, uh, number 27 was retired. Do you know who uh, wore number 27? For the Bosox? Yeah. No. Carlton Fisk. Oh, yeah, I would never came up with that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good reason not to wear 27. Yeah. Is it? I mean, Carlton Fisk. Now, this is making me. Was Carlton Fisk, like, does he get his number retired if he doesn't hit the home run? The famous, you know, trying to move I mean, the ball off the line. Just out of curiosity, because I don't know his uh, numbers that well. I'm pulling them up right now. I uh, was a very, very small child, and I wasn't even born during the majority of his career. Um, so I, I'm going to say yes, because I'm sure one play doesn't get your number retired. Let's see. He's got 376 home runs on his career, 1,330 RBIs, a 269 batting average, uh, 341 on base, 457 slugging, and a 797 OPS and a 117 OPS plus. So, yeah. (laughs) uh, 68.5 war on his career. That's pretty good. Um, let's see, Hall of Famer, Rookie of the Year, 11-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, Gold Glove winner. 
So definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah. But the Blue Jays are my biggest disappointment right now. Um, not to not get the yeah. as they do, but 17 and 16, their they're last 10, they're 2 and 8. So something's going wrong for them right now. and uh, Their pitching is just bad. I mean, Kevin Gossman is doing awesome right now. He's someone we need to highlight. Um, uh, let's see. He's got a .78 FIP. God damn. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but for those of you, all five of you, who are listening and don't know FIP, um, the an, uh, average FIP for a player is 420. Huh, nice. Um, so anything under that is really good. Uh, two is amazing. One is outstanding. So to have a .78 FIP is fucking great. Um, I don't know why I'm cussing so much today. Two thirteen ERA, a one dot uh, or a one point zero zero WHIP, and a one seventy four ERA plus. Forty six point zero strikeout to walk ratio on the season. I don't think. Oh, he hasn't allowed a home run this entire year. That's pretty good. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Gosman, but yeah, I think the pitchers have just not been besides him, have just not been good. Um yeah. I think they're gonna trade for some guys at the deadline. I don't know who they would get. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe Nathan no, not Nathan Abald either. Red Sox aren't going to get rid of him. Yeah, not with that payroll, too. Yeah. We, uh, we covered him in yeah. our last show. Yeah, $17 million. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They're going to have to do something or, or get the bats figured out, get the pitching figured out. Uh, I feel uh, Honestly, I feel like they're kind of in the same position as the Cardinals, except their bats are hitting better. Yeah. In the sense of they're just not where they where we anticipate them being, not not the same problems by any means. But um, that that's my biggest disappointment over there. The Rays are doing what we thought they were going to do. They're actually a little better than I anticipated them being, on a personal note. Uh, and they're and they're seven and three in their last ten. So we're just going to keep an eye on the AL East. Uh, it's not the uh, slugfest we thought it was going to be, but um, definitely some surprise, some surprises there to look out for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Central. Um, <laughs> gosh, I I can't talk about the Rays. They just piss me off. Um, let's see. Minnesota's number one, nineteen and fourteen. Uh, White Sox are fifteen and sixteen. Cleveland is fifteen and sixteen. Kansas is ten and nineteen, and Detroit is ten and twenty-three. Stick at Detroit. You hate me. A negative. They get another home run today. Oh, good. So they have ninety run, uh, ninety-two runs scored and one hundred and thirty-two uh, runs allowed. Negative forty run differential. Good lord, that's bad. I don't know what. 
I maybe it's Miguel Cabrera holding them back. Um, let's see, Cabrera. There ain't one guy, man. Well, yeah, obviously not, but. I mean, I get what you're saying, but. 655 OPS and a 100 OPS plus. Hmm, not bad. This is just not a good team right now. I mean, when you're worse than the Royals. Yeah. And that's, and the Royals are struggling. That's just not good. I mean, the White Sox were down there too, but they've had a great run the last 10 games. They're seven and three. So, I mean, the White Sox are kind of crawling back to where you thought they were going to be at. The Guardians are much better than I thought they were going to be. I mean, I had no real hopes or aspirations for the AL Central. Um, so, I mean, hell, I picked the Royals as a dark horse. <laughs> yeah. But the but the Twins, man, the, the Twins are having fun playing baseball right now. You can see it when you watch them. Uh, they, they seem like a pretty balanced team. I, I just – the AL Central just seems so boring to me. I don't have a lot of interest in that division right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, Spencer Torgelson has three home runs on the season, 146 batting average, 276 on base, 258 slugging, 535 OPS, and a 64 OPS plus. There goes my rookie of the year. So sad. So oh, it's early, yes. I picked Bobby Witt. Oh, yeah. How is Bobby doing? Is he, has he picked it up lately? Uh, it, it looks like he's starting to get a little grasp on it. And then um, what's the other guy's name that we were talking about? Place for the Guardian. Stephen Kwan. Or I don't know his first name. Kwan's last oh, yeah. name, though. Um, Stephen Kwan. So, I mean, okay, with Stephen Kwan. All right, cool. What? Hold on. I, um, I, uh, so I got the uh, quick pitch on MLB going on right now, and they were just showing the glove incident with Hicks. Since I didn't get to see it, I just kind of froze, and I was like, hold on, here it is. <laughs> he literally walked out with three gloves, with like, a, like a kid handing a, a gift to their parent, arms straight out. <laughs> it was funny. Sorry. But no, I mean, the, the AL Central just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about that division right now. I'm happy for the Twins because the Wild just got bounced. So it's good for Minnesota to have something to root for. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah. Did I lose you? Logan? Ladies and gentlemen, we want to apologize for the technical interruptions. Logan is in the middle of a severe storm where he lives, and he has lost all of his power. So I have lost my co-host for the rest of the show. And I know it's not going to be nearly as interesting with me by myself. So let me just wrap this up for everybody. Uh, We were talking about the Central. We kind of got that wrapped up. Um, Logan was going to go into some a deep dive on Stephen Kwan. But since I don't have the stats in front of me, I'm just going to move on to the AL West so I can give you guys a quick rundown of where we're at. 
Um, so right now the Astros are sitting at 22 and 11. They are on an 11 game win streak right now, which is fantastic. Um, as much as I don't like the Astros, it's good for baseball. They're playing phenomenally on, you know, at the plate, they're hitting the ball really, really well. Their pitching's playing well. They got good defense going on right now. So the Astros have really found their stride from their struggles earlier in the season. The Angels, as we mentioned earlier, are 22 and 12. They're seven and three in their last 10. They're finally having a good year. Um, let's hope they can continue the pace that they're on, and maybe Mike Trout will get to play in some playoff baseball and maybe get some good national exposure. The Mariners right now are my biggest disappointment in the AL West because they're sub 500. They're 15 and 18. They're three and seven in their last 10. They just haven't quite gotten it figured out yet. Hopefully, as the season carries on, that uh, they will find their groove and they will make it a much more interesting showdown in the West. The Rangers and the Athletics are bringing up the rear in the AL West. The Rangers, again, we didn't think they were going to be super spectacular this year. They spent a lot of money in the offseason, but they're still in the middle of what I would consider a rebuild. Now, they are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. The, they just don't play good at home. They're only 6-11 and 11 at home. They are 7-7 seven and seven on the road, so, I mean, that's what you need to do. you got to be 500 on the road to be a playoff team. Uh, they are sitting eight games back from the Astros. But they're just I – mean, like I said, they, they, they're still in the middle of a rebuild. Look for them to be strong, you know, next year, maybe the year after that. The Athletics are, have kind of tailed off since their hot start they had. They're 14 and 20. They're definitely going to be sellers of the deadline. The big question I have is, is where is Frankie, Frankie Montas going to end up? Uh, I got a feeling he'll be traded sometime before the trade deadline. That would just be my suspicion. They are just, they're not good at home either. They're 4 and 10, but nobody shows up to their games at home. I mean, they're 10 and 10 on, on the road. So it it's going to be an interesting run in the AL West to watch the Astros and the Angels at this point battle it out. Hopefully the Mariners can get in there and make it a little bit more interesting. I don't see the Rangers and the Athletics, you know, adding any drama to the AL West, but you never know. Baseball is a long season, as we all know. Any regular baseball fan knows that, that anything can happen. And it's it's really uh, it's disappointing for the athletics. I, I feel bad for their fans, uh, to say the least. They uh, they just have really bad ownership. We know the ownership is trying to move um, the team out of Oakland, and, and if they keep playing like this and they keep having records like this, it's bound to happen eventually. And it's disappointing because Oakland's been there for the A's have been in Oakland for so long now. But, you know, like I said, it, it's a, it's a two-team uh, division right now with the Astros and the Angels. Like I said, hopefully the Mariners will pick it up and, you know, make it a little bit more interesting. But as of right now, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and catch another episode for our, our podcast, The Seventh Inning Stretch. Catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere where you can catch a podcast or you listen to podcasts. If you guys have any questions, concerns, not when I say concerns. If you have any questions, you know, any comments, anything you guys want us to talk about or you want to debate anything with us or, or think we're wrong on something, feel free to reach out, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, somewhere, and uh, we'll be more than happy to give you a response. And uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. 
and I believe Logan Sam when we leave is something in Washington Dam baseball. So y'all take care. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.